Good day and welcome to episode 72 of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and as always, I'm joined by the lore connoisseur himself, Matt Martinez. Yo! You're just really trying to change up the intro every week. I love it. You keep me on my toes. Changing it up. It's fascinating. And this week, once again, we are joined by the Empress of Stardew Valley, Christine, although... Kate might be challenging your throne at some point. She's playing a lot of Stardew Valley recently, but how are you doing while you try to man your crops and other things? I don't know. I don't play the game, so I don't know. Man your crops. Uh, I'm doing great. It's good to be back. It's been a while since I've been on the pod, so happy. Welcome back. Happy to have you, as they say. As they say. So how are your weeks been? Okay. Ready for tomorrow yeah. to be Friday. Oh my God, I'm ready to play video games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've like played nothing this week. I've been I've been playing a lot of Division 2. Like every night I've been playing it for a couple hours. It's a lot of fun. Having a good time. Cool. Nice. All right. That's a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the new Overwatch hero came out, so I'm excited to try him out. Well, it's good that you guys are excited for the weekend. I'm excited for PAX next week. Well, at this point, I mean, we're recording it a week later, but when this comes out, it'll it'll probably be PAX. Like there'll like by the time people listen to this, it'll probably already be happening. So good things are coming. Gonna finally meet Matt. We'll see. Maybe <laughs> I imagine if I get like really sick the day before. Jesus, or why would don't you say even that? Put that? You're gonna miss your universe. Just say, I don't know. <laughs> gonna Jupiter's gonna protect day. me. Don't worry. Jesus. Jupiter's on my side. I mean, You're gonna miss we'll your see. We, we talked on, we man. talked some shit about Jupiter last week, so we'll see how how much <laughs> no, Jupiter is up, man. But anywho, you'll notice that once again, Manny is not with us, and that's because he was one of the shadows that died twice. So we haven't been able to bring him back. <laughs> it's a real bummer. But while he's out there in Shadowland doing whatever shadows do after they die twice, we do have to keep the house. So, as always, follow us on social media. We are at Plus One Player on Twitter and Instagram, and that's at Plus the Number One Player. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Plus One Player. So go check out all of our social media sites. And, of course, head on over to the website, which is PlusOnePlayer.com. There you'll find all of our articles, all of our podcasts, as well as links to Twitch, which is Twitch.tv slash Plus One Player. We stream nearly every night of the week. We got Matt O actually streaming some Cuphead right now because apparently he's just feeling like punishing himself for a little bit. So <laughs> we're streaming all types of fun things over there. So go and check us out at twitch.tv slash plus one player. And also on the website and in the Twitter bio, you can find a link to our Discord. Come on and join the community. We have a great group of folks, some of whom we're going to get to meet at PAX East. So it's very exciting. So if you'd like to join up with this awesome group, head on over to the Discord link. Unless, of course, you're racist, in which case, if we see you at PAX East, we'll just kick you right in the shins, pal. That's what's going to happen. Then you'll get shin splints. You will. And shin splints suck. They do. So, watch out for shin kicks. <laughs> and after all that, if you've enjoyed what we produce on the website, and if you enjoy hanging out in the Discord, think of heading on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. If you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two, because every single dollar you give us will go right back to the show to make it the best it could possibly be. It is the end of the month, so we will be shouting out our Patreon supporters at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. And of course, can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter, and that's the sponsor of the show, Nerdiest Brands, but I'll tell you about that a little bit later. So episode 72, we got a lot to talk about. It's actually been a big week for gaming news. GDC happened, some press conferences happened, 
And we got to talk about it. So, Matt, please tell us what we're doing this lovely week. Well, this lovely week, episode 72, we're going to play our little dating game. I forget what we called it the first time. The newlywed game? It's basically oh, just the newlywed, the newlywed game. Yeah. It is. <laughs> the newly. We're going to play the newlywed game um, <laughs> so that you guys can get to know us a little bit better and see who knows us the best. Then, our topic of the pod this week is actually going to be an in-depth dive into some of the news stories that happened, uh, just because one of them, especially the Google Stadia announcement, is particularly interesting and marks a big shift in potentially gaming, in the gaming world as, as we know it. So, uh, we're going to do a deep dive into that. We're also going to discuss some other news stories as well, um, just like Steve mentioned. And then at the end, when we normally do patch notes where we discuss news, we're instead going to do an indie spotlight where we're going to talk about an indie game that we played recently and give you some more information about it. And that will be that. We'll close out the show uh, with some some shout outs. So let's go on over to the newlywed game. <laughs> Love the energy. Thank you. So we each have three questions with multiple choice answers which is not even how you play the newlywed game (laughs) no it's not it it definitely isn't but this is i I guess it's more of a know your because it's not get to know Know your host know your host yeah know your host there you go it's where we also learn more about each other as well all about our gaming histories true um so who would like to go first i think why don't we start off we'll start off easy who is my main in Super Smash Brothers? Is it A, Princess Peach, B, Marth, C, Link, or D, Kirby? I gotta go Kirby. I feel like it's definitely Kirby. <laughs> so I don't think it's Peach because mine, one of mine is Peach. I feel like we would have talked about that already. Marth is pulling me in a little bit. What was <laughs> C? Link. I don't think it's Link. And then it could be Kirby. It's either Marth or Kirby. Steve went with Kirby, so I'll go with Marth. Well, it turns out that Steve is correct. It is Kirby. Fuck. But Princess Peach is my second favorite. Oh, okay, okay. She's yeah, so I remember cute. that discussion She's so much fun. when uh, Smash was hot in the streets. Smash is a, it's hot. dulled a little bit in the, the community chat, but... Wait till Joker comes out, baby. That's true. That'll, <laughs> that'll liven it up again. Well, Steve, you got it right, so why don't you go? Okay, I shall. As a child, which game... Did I return a demo copy of to Blockbuster so I could oh. keep the actual oh. game? <laughs> You've told I distinctly remember I you like telling this I story. It, I feel like when I say it, it'll probably trigger in your head. So is it Metal Gear Solid, Twisted Metal Two, Resident Evil Two, or MLB Two Thousand? So you returned this game. I returned, returned the, the demo, demo just copy to keep the real of the game, game so I could keep the oh. real game. So yeah, I stole from Blockbuster. That's why they went out of business. Probably. Well, it could have been the whole I model. think it's Twisted Metal. I know it's not Metal Gear. It was what? The Twisted Metal, M- MLB. 2 or MLB, MLB 2000 something. or Resident Evil 2. You're going with B. I'm Matt? going with Twisted Metal. It's Twisted right? Metal 2, by the way. Yeah. If that, if that makes a difference. <laughs> That's what I want to go with, but variety is the spice of life. So I'll go. Very with, spicy. I'll go with D, MLB. You are both incorrect. Oh! <gasps> It's was Resident it, Evil 2. Evil! <laughs> so what that was my second was, choice. Yes, we, it was my second choice too. We had the demo disc, and then my brother played through the game as Claire, 
and returned the Claire disc. Okay. Because it was a two-disc rental, so we had to return yes. two discs. So he returned the Claire disc and the demo disc, so we kept Leon and played through that. Ugh, that was also <laughs> my second pick. That's bad. Well, you know, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> All right, here's mine. What race was my first character in the Elder Scrolls series? Khajiit, Nord, Argonian, or Breton? I, I, if it's a Nord, I would be absolutely stunned. There can't be any way that you would have picked a Nord to start off with. I just feel like it's too plain for you. Like, way <laughs> too plain. Too basic. I'm going to go with Argonian. I'm going to go with Khajiit. Argonian! Yeah! Nice. Yeah, he was an Argonian thief. I really liked the lizards in, uh, well, in Morrowind. I just liked them. And he was my first. Yeah, I, I actually on my Switch playthrough, I'm doing an Argonian. It's a lot of fun. I, the only thing I feel like the Argonian models in every subsequent game just don't look good, except <laughs> Elder Scrolls Online. They look good. Yeah. yeah. So I just never played them again. All right, Christine. All right. My dad once won a video game console from a contest at his job. Which one was it? Was it huh. A, the Nintendo 64? B, the PlayStation 2? C, the Nintendo GameCube, or D, the Xbox 360. Oh, man, that's a tough one. I think it's a PS2. I think it's a GameCube. Are those your final answers? Yeah, I think it's a PS2. Yes. <laughs> Steve's right again. It was a PS2. Fuck! <laughs> three for three, by the way. Yep. I, I've never owned a GameCube, Matt. I d you know what? I <laughs> felt that after I said it. I was like, she had a Wii U, not a GameCube. Yeah, I had I had a waffle maker. Yes, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Steve. My next one. If I had to choose one of these series, which is my favorite PS3 video game franchise? Watch one of them oh, just no. not be on the PS3. I know, and that's the one we'd choose. Uncharted, Resistance, or Infamous. Wait, can you repeat the question? So if I, which one of these three is my favorite PS3 Video are they all franchises. on the PS3? Yes. Yeah. Are, yes. Okay. <laughs> I want to go Uncharted because I feel like yeah, that's what I would go with too. I don't I'd know. Be, well, I don't like that I'd smile. I'd feel weird Steve. if it's not it. I'm going Uncharted. Resistance or whatever. <laughs> Watch it be the third one. What are you? All right. So what are you going with? I'm going Uncharted. I mean, that's what I think it is, but now I'm not sure because of how you're <laughs> behaving, Stephen. <laughs> So what's your final answer? Uncharted. You should have trusted your gut, man. Resistance. <laughs> you can't I changed it. it. I, no, I, I definitely I made it. this one as a real, as a real like stickler. I changed because it because Resistance is the only one. Is it? Oh, uh, Resistance Fallen Man. Well, it's the only one that, other than like a one-off with PS like Vita, it was the only one that was only on PS3. Like Uncharted and Infamous came to PS4 with new installations. Oh, so that's I didn't why realize I said, you meant. PS3 uh, game franchise. I didn't, I didn't think you this meant like stupid. Well, okay. hey, words mean something, man. Stupid. <laughs> that question wouldn't be on the real newlywed game. They wouldn't. Well, we already it. we already decided that this isn't even like the newlywed <laughs> game. <laughs> well, here's mine. What was the color of my Game Boy Color? Purple, or red, green, or yellow? I want to say purple because I, I know you like purple. Now I'm, I'm trying to think. Was there a purple Game Boy? Oh, yeah, there was. There was. There was the see-through yeah. one. I'm going purple. As am I. Wrong. Oh, wow. Is it red? Purple is one of my current favorite colors. Oh, okay. My favorite color growing up was green. Green boy. 
so I had a green. Did you Just have like, like the the lime oh. green one? No, oh, I had one. the no. There was like the there was a regular green one. Oh, because I had the, like the teal one. I had the teal one also. I didn't have the teal one, but guess you get a side point for knowing that I like purple a lot right now. So. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's important. For my last question, what was the first video game I played on the NES? Was it A Super Mario Brothers? B, Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> C, Super Mario Brothers 3. D, The Addams Family. <laughs> e, Kirby's Adventure. Oh my goodness. <laughs> or F, Tetris. <laughs> so the first one you played? <laughs> yeah, on the I'm, I'm just going to go with Kirby's Adventure. I'm just going to keep it with the Kirby theme. Like she's trying to chick- trick you. I don't know. I mean, it made it all the way to E. Or F. going to say B. Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah, that one. You're both wrong. It was the original Super Mario Brothers. Wow. But then I did I did play all of those. I did have all of them. My last one. This one is a true or false. I'm switching the game up on you. In the original Grand Theft Auto, in lieu of actually playing the missions, my sister and I turned the main character into the fashion police and we'd gun down anyone wearing a questionable outfit. <laughs> true or false? I hope that's true because yeah. it's funny. I'm going true because I just want it to be. Same. It is true. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Nice. Yeah, that's there were some like the there were some people wearing like bright yellow shirts and like orange pants. We gunned those guys down. Shit. <laughs> Fashion police. A side story related. Me and my cousin in Morrowind. We killed a shopkeep who had a clothing store, and we pretended that we were the owners of the clothing store <laughs> and like put shit everywhere. And her dead body was just like lying on the ground the whole time behind oh my the counter. <laughs> that was also fun. Yeah, it's fun to switch the game up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, fun to play by your own rules. All right, here is my last one. What was my starter? Pokemon in Pokemon Bleh, Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle? Oh, man. I've definitely mentioned this before, too. I so. know. Ugh. I'm going to go Squirtle. I don't know that it is. I think it's the other one I'm thinking of. I'm going to go Squirtle. I mean, the only right answer for any starter Pokemon is Charmander, but I feel like you didn't pick Charmander. I feel, You know what? I feel like just to be a son of a bitch, you'd pick Bulbasaur. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I did pick Bulbasaur. <laughs> that was yep. Oh, I gone but not to be a son of a bitch. Bulbasaur's so cute. Isn't yeah, but he... Charmander is fucking awesome. So the reason I didn't pick Charmander is because my sister had Pokemon Red, and that's what she picked. Oh, okay. I don't know. So I don't know why story. that would stop you from picking Charmander in your own. <laughs> because my family had my family has this thing where we can't pick the same thing. Oh. We, when Shut we go to restaurants, him. we we can't pick the same meal <laughs> and if someone picks what you want then you have to change wow why <laughs> because why would you get two of the same thing at a restaurant what when if you, you could really get... want a plate of it to yourself yeah like so this is for if you go to a new restaurant oh okay. if it's like a restaurant you've been to a lot and you know what you like Oh. Then you get what you like. But okay. if you're at like a new restaurant, it's like, you, well, you have to try as many things as possible. That makes sense. Okay. That because my right. friends and I will do that. Yeah. Okay. That's that. That's understandable. But just like these hard and fast rules of just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. If I'm eating no, chicken no, no. parm tonight, get <laughs> fucked. 
Yeah, exactly. Great job, everyone playing the newlywed game. If you want to call in with your own newlywed question about yourself that we have to guess, leave a 10-second pause between your question and the answer, and you can call in and leave it on our voicemail at 347-509-5620. So that was a lot of fun. And now before we hop into the topic of the podcast, as always, I have to mention that the show is brought to you by our sponsor, which of course is Nerdiest Brands. And if you don't know, Nerdiest Brands is a fantastic website that features products from vendors and designers from around the world, no matter the nerdy fandom. So if you'd like some rad nerdy gear, head on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's Nerdius, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. Back to you, Matt. All right, well, let's move on to the topic of the pod. So we're going to jump into some news stories. Shall we start with the big one? Yes, we shall. All right. Thanks, Matt. Okay, <laughs> so the big news piece that came out this week was from Google, and it was the announcement of Google Stadia, which I... I'm guessing is the plural of stadium. Which I just thought was stadiums. No. We just, that's just not a word? <laughs> well, no, it's like cafeteria. Okay. Is actually the plural of cafeterium. Or it's the other way around. <laughs> Either way, I can't say stadia without saying it to the tune of Disturbia by Rihanna. It was like, the stadia. <laughs> bum, Google bum, stadia. Bum, bum, <laughs> Google Stadia. Yes. I agree. Interesting your name. games tonight. Stadia. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to actually oh. make the, the yeah, song like, for the commercial. Again, $50 million idea. Get Rihanna to promote this. <laughs> she writes oh, a cover God. of Disturbia to Stadia. Boom. That sells. That sells, baby. That does sell. Overnight. Launch it. So, yes, I agree. Interesting name choice. But Google Stadia is basically... Google's, I guess, big entrance into the gaming world, and it is basically the Netflix of of gaming. So they want to stream video games using their own infrastructure to any, basically, any device you have that can get internet. And and the the big thing behind it is that you don't need a super intense gaming rig. You don't need to spend money on consoles all the time. Mm-hmm. You can just stream it to your device, and you don't have to have the power that a lot of new games require uh, out of your computer. So uh, that was their big announcement. So let's just open up with your thoughts. Other, I, it, a lot of information came out. It was like trickle, like they had their conference. Then there was like an interview on Kotaku split screen. Then were some articles and interviews that came out. So there's a lot of information about it. Mm-hmm. But what were y'all's uh, impressions? First impressions. I mean, it's definitely cool. Like the, the concept of it, the, like, on paper and in theory, everything that we're seeing is very interesting to me. It's like right off the bat, you know that this is where things are going in the future because we've already seen it. Like right. PlayStation does it with PS Now. Naturally, they don't have the internet infrastructure that Google and Microsoft have. But Microsoft has already said they're going to pretty much make a console that's going to be streaming only. So they're moving towards streaming. So we knew when Google kind of dipped their toe into the gaming market that this was going to be their move. So now we actually just know it's for real. I wish that we got a little bit more in terms of like 
cost and you know i know that's mm-hmm. going to be an unveiled probably e3 because that's what they said like you'll learn more said over the summer, the summer. Yeah. but like again like in theory this is amazing the ability to be able to oh. play these awesome games anywhere anytime no install no download again great concept i think there's going to be a lot of roadblocks though and mostly it's going to be the individual internet service providers because again we still have to deal with data caps we still have to deal with just poor infrastructure in certain areas of the country so i mean it's running off the google data center but again you need your own internet to access the data center so yeah it's cool i'm 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 interested to see more but like i guess my I don't know my I guess excitement you could probably label it as like lukewarm I'm I'm, I'm still very like cautiously yeah. optimistic because I think that there are going to be some hurdles but it is Google so I feel like if someone could probably figure out the technology side of things in, in terms of internet infrastructure I think they probably could so hey if it if it opens doors to get video games into a wider audience I'm all for it I think this is it has a lot of positives that can come from this succeeding yeah there was like an interview with Phil Harrison yeah I I read it too and he did speak a little bit about like wanting to bring games to like more more people yeah I just not sure if if this is gonna do it because yes but you don't have to have like a super intense gaming rig or, or something like that but you have to have like decent internet, which is already expensive. Yeah, like on the actual Google store for Stadia, like one says game where you want, when you want, high speed internet connection required, mm. and that 4K HDR and 60 FPS are dependent on your bandwidth. So it it's going to come down to do you have yeah. good internet, to be honest. It doesn't matter your device, but yeah. you're going to need something that can withstand that. So I, I feel like it'll reach... Maybe some people who wouldn't have purchased a console or the newest PC or something. But I honestly don't think it's going to expand the market that much or expand the populace that's going to be able to play it that much. Because if I think about money when I'm buying things and not, um, I have the luxury of being able to probably buy more games than I need to. And like update my PC. There's no whatever. such thing as more games than you need, right, pal? Yeah. <laughs> That's well, why there's a I'm, backlog. I guess what I'm you. trying to say is exactly. like I don't know if I was if I was deciding between oh let me let me purchase this Google streaming service versus and controller and like whatever else I would need and update my internet or whatever versus like let me buy the Nintendo Switch where I won't have to worry about any of those things. I'd honestly probably just buy the Nintendo Switch. Right, because as opposed to like, okay, well now you have to up, like let's say you have to up your internet. So now you just upped a monthly bill. Then you have, assuming it's a service, now you just have right. another monthly bill. Whereas And the video the, games you have to pay for. Yeah. Right, like how is that going to work? Is it like you buy the game and you stream, like what it, it's, or is it like, okay, you bought your the streaming service, so like this is all the games that are included, like the PlayStation Now does, yeah. or and then buying the controller on top of that. Whereas a Switch is like, okay, this is a two fifty, like three fifty, depending on whatever you're getting investment in one sync, and then you know however much you want to spend for a game, but then you just always have that and you can play it whenever. And you've already made that purchase, you don't have to like, and worry you don't about... have to, you don't have to worry about the internet. Yeah, exactly, because it's fine <laughs> so uh, but i'm with steve i'm like this is cool it's the next step very exciting 
it's a cool venture to go into. I'm excited to see what they do with it. I don't think I'll buy it <laughs> like within the first year or so, you know, and and it, I feel like we're going down many roads at once. But I'm also like, I honestly think Microsoft is better positioned to have a streaming service than Google is. Well, see, that that actually brings up something that I was going to touch upon was a lot of people with this coming out was like, oh, man, Sony and Microsoft, like, you better watch out. Like, they're here Microsoft's they been working on this for years. And that, yeah. that's, but that's the thing, too, is like Sony has PlayStation now. Naturally, it's not as it's not going to be as good because, like we said, Microsoft and Google just have the infrastructure in place already for that type of service. But what Microsoft and Sony are doing is they're still making consoles. So they're still appeasing the current generation and like people who are older who really appreciate consoles and don't want to go towards an all-digital future where you know now they don't have physical copies. The digital future! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a scary place. Yeah. And uh, so Microsoft and Sony are both positioned to work in the present and also plan for the future while Google is just literally diving headfirst into like we're going right into streaming and that's it. There's not going to be any consoles. We got a controller and then otherwise you can just stream on anything that you want. And so like we said, it's going to work in some spots, but there's going to be parts of like the world that this will not work in. And so what it, like how do they eventually get it to that point where it becomes like a worldwide commodity because I, I mean obviously depending on you know your financial means like you can access consoles in most of these places and you don't need internet connection for a lot of different video game consoles and so the idea of like putting it all online losing kind of that ownership of the property like for example if something goes wrong and now all of a sudden these servers shut down you don't have access to any of those games Whereas if you still buy physical copies, even when you download digital copies with this, as long as you have a user ID, you're attached to all those things that you That's own. That's true. And so you're going to see like a lot of the people who really love how things are now. And like, cause this is how I know this is how we've been raised on it. Like this is how we've been playing video games, consoles and PCs. And so like those folks, I feel like are going to be harder to like really like push into that next gen of like, hey, this is how it's going to be in the future because they're going to be like, no, I, you know, I want my console. Like I want to go to the store and buy my physical copy. The other thing that I don't know, I think it was Phil that also said this in that interview. He was like, this demographic we're going after and we're, and we're probably not going to hit like what esports players yeah. want in like a in latency and stuff like that. Yeah. And oh, yeah. competitive multiplayer would be really tough, I find. Yeah, I, I don't think it's just for for esports players. I think it's for like a like even me. Like I'm a casual competitive game player, and like if there's latency, that's gonna annoy the fuck out of me. Like well, yeah, I don't sure. want I don't <laughs> want my target to follow my mouse like with with a lag. Yeah, and bear mentioned no matter what I'm playing in the yeah, Discord yeah. as well. Like trying to play like a, any any level of competitiveness with the fps uh like right it's not just esports players it's like no playing any first person shooter in that is going to be not great experience if if they don't if they're not able to really you know fix whatever they would have to fix for that yeah, yeah. or if the internet's just connections can't do it and and someone who was able to try it on the floor i forget what author was the this was said they were playing doom eternal and like oh yeah i, I think it was they were like Imran no Khan i can't game informer yeah they're like i can't like it was so frustrating 
and that is on the floor of their conference. So, yeah. like, imagine doing it from your house. Like, yeah. what? Well, in the interview I read, they said for the live demo, they they originally want to bring a dev kit and have it in the back of stage and run it from that to all the devices. But so they actually had a technical problem, and the presentation that they had on the stage was running from the Google Data Center in South San Jose, which was about 50 miles away. But I don't know if that translates to, like, when people got to play. I, it's probably the same, I would oh, imagine. Oh, I see. So, you know, I guess maybe take that with a grain of salt. Like, oh, no. it goes away and it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah. whereas, like, it was, I would th- imagine it'd be much worse if you had the dev kit like right there and it was really bad. Like, that'd be, oh. Yeah. I mean, what is potentially exciting is, like, what if it truly is, like, Netflix? It's like, hey, here's $10 a month. You get access to all of these video games. Oh, that's cheaper at than your fingertips. PS, that's cheaper than PS Now. It's twenty dollars a month, which you get a lot of games. There's like over five hundred, I think. It's like something crazy. Yeah, and and gives you the ability to download the games too, which is yeah, certain a ones you plus. can just download, which is nice, and then you don't need the well, streaming part. But. Right. Like, I mean, what if the pricing model is just like insanely good? Like then it could be a huge. That might thing. be worth it. Like if I'm paying ten bucks right. a month, that's not. Oh yeah, bad. I wouldn't even think of, of that. I would easily sign up if it was ten bucks a month. Even if they didn't even have any good exclusives, I'd sign up for it just so I could experience like what it is at, at the start. But that that's like the question because they said, hey, it's coming out this year, but no inclination of what the pricing could be. So they they said um their next big like lo- like showcasing will be in June. Yeah. Well, they're not confirming they're doing it at E3, but they're doing it at E3. Yeah, they'll they'll be around. Tongue in cheek, they're doing it. So I guess we'll just have to wait till then. Yeah, they said they're they're gonna announce some exclusive games in June as well. So we'll see like what studios they got working for them and what games they might be churning out. Because at the end of the day, that's really what it's gonna come down to. Because we talked about this last night on uh, Jimmy Good's podcast, the Go Critical podcast. Go check that out. Cheap plug. And we were that saying... That plug costs $5. That plug costs $5. I'll pay you. I'll Venmo <laughs> you. So we were talking about how, like, it doesn't matter how good the product is if there isn't anything to play it on. Because right now, the Xbox One X is the best console on the market, performance-wise. But you don't see the sales numbers because there's nothing to play on it. And so, like, you can make a great service, but... If people already have consoles or they already have PCs, like they're not going to sign up for the service if they're not going to be able to play anything different that they already can't play with whatever they're they're using currently. Yeah. Also, quick aside, I I'm starting to like really hate exclusive titles. Like I'm starting to really hate it. I don't know what it is lately, but it's really I'm just like this is just put it on everything. Like shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I mean that's just like. That'll never go away, and because I, I, I know, honestly, I, I, I don't, I, I don't mind exclusives because I think it gives, it gives both like the companies and the developers kind of different leverage in certain areas. Like, yeah, I mean, look at Quantic. Like, Quantic built their fan base by putting things on Sony, and now they've spread out, and now they're like, okay, it's now we're not PC. exclusive to Sony anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think it's because with the whole um, out, was that game called Outer Realms, Outer Worlds? Outer Worlds mm-hmm. coming out, yeah, and they're like, okay, it's gonna, it's Epic Store exclusive for twelve months, and then we're gonna release it on other platforms. Oof. Well, that yeah. that's just like, for that, that's just for PC because it's coming out yeah, for no, PS4 and Xbox. No, I yeah, they're still coming out with consoles on release, but I'm just like, at that point, what's the difference? Like, 
I don't know. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I think we're going to see more of that with the Epic Store just because Epic Store gives more money to the devs. Like, yeah. it's just... Yeah, they do get... I was reading up on it today. They get they give more money to devs, so... And you get, like, two free games, like, a month or something like that. The I like the, the Epic you Store. Do, you do get a free <laughs> game, and the UI UX is way better. I did just read today that Steam is revamping the way their things hey, looks. That. Which should have happened like maybe five years ago. <laughs> but the only reason they're doing it now is that they have so much competition, which makes me hate them as a uh, as a company. Which it's because they've been them. they've been working on Half Life Three, guys. Come on, it's coming. Don't worry. I don't even care. I don't even want Half Life Three. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Anything else about Google Stadia? 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 Google Stadia? Google Stevia, which is what I thought everyone was calling Stevia. it. Yeah, it's a weird um, name. It's a weird name. <laughs> I'm excited to see pricing and like how it's gonna turn out like i i'm i'm excited for the release of it to see like where it's gonna go yeah so, i'm, I'm looking e3 forward to be it. a good time <laughs> yeah it's uh it's actually giving me something to look forward to at e3 at this point because now like we saw a lot of people <laughs> yeah, like, dropping out of it dropping out <laughs> and so now they've given us the little taste here of like what they're offering so now we get to find out a little bit more about what's gonna back that up and hey i mean we back know we know that this is where the gaming world is trying to go. They're trying to go the streaming route at some point. So Google's the first one to kind of, I guess, break rocks with it where they're like, here you go. This is going to be this year. Like they're, they're the first one to hit the market. So, I mean, I know there's sure. other services have existed, but like, let's be real. None of them have the, the cachet, as they say, of, oh. a, of a Google. So everyone's going to be paying attention, putting them like every move they make under the microscope. So it's going to be an interesting, you know, rest of the year as we learn more about it. Also, I don't know if you guys saw, but Phil referenced it in one of his interviews talking about oh, the uh, in- internal email from about a from Phil Spencer about um how he's feeling good about the future of gaming at Microsoft, basically like in response to Google talking about coming to the gaming market. I just want to read this quick this is from polygon charlie hall thank you it says but i want to get back to us there has been really good work to get us to the position where we are poised to compete for two billion gamers across the planet google went big today and we have a couple of months until e3 when we will go big so that makes me more excited for what microsoft's gonna talk about at e3 yeah i'm really excited about any microsoft announcement for their next gen yeah, I think they're in a really good position. I think that yeah. they've done some strong things here at the tail end of the current generation. I think they're setting themselves up nicely. But again, we'll see what type of games they can produce because that's really what it comes down to. It comes down to T-flops. A lot of T-flops. Well, what other stories did you want to talk about? The Steven. Nindies. The Nindies. I'm ex- I am so, oh my God, so excited. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about what the Nindies are? You mean, so that our, you mean tell you? <laughs> so that our at-home listeners know what you're talking about. Yeah, of course. So the Nindies were Nintendo just discussing a bunch of the indie games that are coming out to the Switch this year. And, oh, baby, what a lineup. It's looking like Cuphead. a Cuphead. Yeah, Cuphead. So let's, let's just start with that one because... I think we kind of saw this coming once we heard all about, you know, the Microsoft Nintendo like little relationship that we got going on now where Games Pass is coming to Nintendo Switch and they you know they're actually working together on a lot of different things. So Cuphead 
coming down to the switch which is fantastic because i think this is again we've talked about this so many times that like this is a perfect fit for that type of game like yeah you can play it portable and all that fun stuff and um, now totally. this will actually get me to buy it so i can punish myself just like Matto is doing as we speak so i'm looking forward to that because it's coming out what on april 18th so like right around the corner we're gonna be able to play cuphead on the switch god yeah and Jimmy I, had mentioned this, that he, this is like kind of sparking that fire that he thinks the Cuphead will be in Smash Brothers at some point. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, that would, I could see that. He'd be a fun character in Smash. I could totally see that. Kind of too similar to Mr. Game & Watch. I, you know what? Oh my God, Mr. Game & Watch sucks. I did think <laughs> Mr. Game & Watch is like, you know, two-dimensional. He's so bad. Uh, eat bacon he has no Bitch. range on his attacks whatsoever so i'm excited for uh they announced cadence of hyrule crypt of the necro dancer featuring the legend of zelda so crypt of the necro dancer is like dungeon crawling rhythm game that i absolutely love it's one of my favorite oh. indie games crypt of the necro dancer and when i saw that they're doing with remix tracks from legend of zelda i lost my mind I was like, what? This is amazing. Because what a fantastic. I'm so excited because I love the Legend of Zelda music. I love the Legend of Zelda series. And now you can play as Link or Princess Zelda and go into all the different, like these randomly generated dungeons based off of the series. So I'm I'm so excited. I can't wait to buy my Switch. Uh, yeah see the switch is such a great purchase i remember when i first bought mine i was just so happy just giving them my credit card joy doesn't it take take the credit card (laughs) what about you matt what are you looking forward to with some of these nindies well i'm not gonna play cuphead because i've watched it too much and it will it's just too hard and i'm already playing already playing hollow knight and that is my difficult game to play yeah which everyone should play and buy. Did you see the trailer for, for, was it My Friend Pedro? No, I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't? No. I, I'm i very excited about My Friend Pedro. I We talked about this after E3 this past year because that's when they first showed it at the Devolver press conference. And it just kind of like blew my mind with like the little style of it where he's just like running on everything, just doing all these crazy like flips and like shooting as he's doing it. It looks like it's oh, just going to be yeah, a ton yeah. of fun. But the big it thing with that, fun. it was announced as an exclusive for Switch. Which I think is a, a cool little move mm. there, and because another one like it's one of those games that's going to be perfect for the system, but comes out in June, so I'm very excited. I kind of hope that they're at PAX. I can imagine maybe they won't be because they're probably in the stretch run of trying to finish everything up, make sure it's ready for mm. release. But if the demo is there, I am definitely going to get my hands on it. You know what? Maybe we'll uh, we'll Instagram live while we play. You know, oh we'll, do, oh. we'll do some social media stuff at PAX East. Wow. So follow us on the gram so you can uh, check out what we're doing. Another one I wanted to shout out was Swim Sanity because I actually talked to these guys at FigFest, the decoy games guys. And so Swim Sanity is like this underwater, it can be co-op, but it can also be multiplayer. And it's it, it's just a ton of fun. Like you do like these little, you have like little weapons and you have like power-ups and things like that. And there was one where you could actually like summon like this giant shark to come up and like eat your like enemies. <laughs> so it's this fun like team deathmatch type deal. And uh, so that that got a release on the Switch. It's coming out this summer. It didn't say exactly when this summer, but I'm looking forward to that. They'll actually be at PAX East, so I'm hoping to get my hands on with that game again as well. I don't know if it's exclusive. I don't 
think it is, but the Stranger Things 3 game. Yeah, that looks really cool. It's coming out the same day as the season. Yeah, it's, it's still so it's debuting like, on July 4th. So instead <laughs> of going out for a cookout, I'm just going to watch Stranger Things while I play Stranger Things on my Switch. <laughs> I'm interested in Pine. It kind of looks like World of Warcraft. Uh, the trailer had these like moose people and it Ooh, had lizard moose people. people. Pine is an open world action adventure simulation game. Take on the role of Hugh, a brave young adult who belongs to the last remaining tribe of humans on the island of Albamare. Find your way through an ever-changing world in which all creatures have lives, goals, and quests of their own. The factions trade and fight with each other over food, territory, while Hugh learns about ways to influence the ecology in search for a new home for the humans. That sounds fucking dope. Yeah, it does. And it looks looks very, like, animation style looks very World of Warcraft-y, which I'm into. Oh, you're um, into World of Warcraft? (laughs) You don't say. I'm a little bit interested in in seeing what happens there. And everyone knows I love a good quest-based RPG. So <laughs> that you'll never finish. Well, don't have to rub it in, Christine. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just so funny like, wow, this is totally my game. You know what kind of struck my interest as well was Red Lantern, mostly because it's just like a survival game in Alaska where you're just with you and your five sled dogs just trying to live. Yes. <laughs> That sounds Five slendogs. What other ones uh, popped? Oh, Nuclear Throne is out now, now on the Switch, because I know it came out for, for PC a few years ago. Oh, I want to try uh, Neo Cab. It's uh, basically it's set in a world where like everything is like autom- automated, and you're a cab driver who's like one of the few. You are. Oh, you are the last human driver. So it's like it's a, a lot of wow. last human games, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's because that's where it's all going. Because Boston <laughs> Dynamics keeps making these robot dogs that are eventually going to wield guns and kill us all because no one apparently has watched Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, well, they or knows anything about sci-fi. Just watch Terminator one time. You know it ends poorly. Yeah, just once. Just once. Yeah, I, I kind of want to give this a try because I do love like story-driven like simulation games. So I think it. Do you get to pick up people and like take them places? Yeah, so you it's a procedurally generated city with random encounters and stuff and you choose your passengers and what you say. And the whole like premise is you're looking for your friend like uh they mysteriously vanished. So now you're like trying to like get enough money to find your friend. Yeah. So I do love a good emotional game. Kind of like Detroit like Become a, Human meets Simpsons Hit and Run. Meets like Uber in, in 2025. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like what, I, what I've got from the Nindies was, again, what we've talked about. It's like the perfect indie machine. It really is. And I saw, I think it was Ryan McCaffrey had brought this up. He had tweeted out that like he loves the how the like the indies have kind of shifted throughout this generation where at the beginning, like Microsoft was really big with indies and then Sony kind of took up the mantle and now Nintendo is like the home of the indies just because the Switch mm. is pretty much perfect for it. So like that Nindies showcase really just got me excited for all the different indie games that we'll actually get the chance to play. Because that's honestly the time I find myself kind of branching out a little bit more is when I just decide to go into the Nintendo eShop, which is still outrageously overwhelming to go into. Just like, (laughs) if you don't know what you're looking for, and you go into that eShop, you just get slapped in the face, and you end up leaving just more confused about not only the choices that you want to make in games, just the choices you want to make in life. And so... 
I do notice though, that's usually when I end up making like purchases that I never normally would have if I like thought about it in advance. Cause I'll stumble upon something that's not too expensive and then I'll read the description, watch like whatever quick trailer or quick gameplay footage they have of it. And then I'll just be like, oh, this looks cool. And then I'll kind of get lost in one of those worlds for a couple hours. So I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of fun things coming for Nintendo this year, even though uh, some people who we know thinks it sucks butt. <laughs> I don't know anyone like that. It doesn't suck butt. No matter how much he shouts it into the void, it, it doesn't suck butt. Well, it is the perfect segue, talking about indie games, into our indie spotlight. This indie spotlight is brought to you by Evil Tim Industries. Evil Tim Industries is a taxi corporation that functions on the planet Mars, the future of humanity. All cabs are driven by artificial intelligence robots who will take you where you need to go very quickly. But be careful, they're also armed, so don't try and rob the cabs. And there definitely won't be a robot uprising in the near future that will need to be stopped by Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> and Triple H. Good Evil Tim Industries. <laughs> Is Triple H still alive? Yeah, tri- of course. He's actually wrestling oh. at WrestleMania this year. Oh, wow. Him, he's a, he's actually wrestling uh, Dave Batista. A Drax. robot? He's actually wrestling oh. Drax. <laughs> Drax the Destroyer. No. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Evil Tim for being a sponsor of the show. Thank you, Tim. Thanks. Now let's move into our Indie Spotlight. And we're going to spotlight a game that Christine and I played on stream that came out February 22nd, 2019. Uh, what game was that, Christine? That game was called Pacify. And it's very scary. Spoiler alert for Pacify. Yes. Pacify basic premise is you can do it single player, but it's really encouraged to be um, co-op. Uh, you and your friends are form a team of paranormal investigators. You're sent to go investigate this house where uh, this girl lives, and you're essentially tasked with like calming her down and then bringing her in. Matt almost sacrificed me, but I was able to get away. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Twitch clip of it. <laughs> it's amazing. Which I'm gonna go watch right after this. It's <laughs> it's fantastic, <laughs> but I will say like what it's up to four players. Up to four players. Yeah. I think it's developed by one person, right? Yes. Sean, uh, Sean Hitchcock. I don't know if that's his real last name. He is the creator of Emily Wants to Play, which is another like exploration horror game. I say well worth the $5. He also said he was going to update it for free. And at the end of the, the game, there's like definitely he leaves it open for more expansions or dlc or or updates or whatever and it actually got me a little more interested in the story uh the end of the the end of the game Mm -hmm. yeah because at first i'm just like oh we're in this like creepy house and there's a creepy girl right and we have to find baby dolls to incinerate in the basement in order to calm her down and then throw her in the truck (laughs) <laughs> yeah that i just we what didn't know we truck had to is this it's a it's it a is truck. a white van it's a white van oh naturally it's the paranormal van does it have windows there were yes. windows okay, okay not as bad as some vans then they did no. not say we were bringing her in at first until after she calmed down it was like okay get the girl and we all went oh yeah and then you just throw her over your yeah, shoulder it's like... there's definitely i feel like playing it in a group 
it became less scary. Absolutely. Once you once you figured out what was going on and the mechanic to beat the level overall. Yeah. Significantly easier with four people versus three. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like so what was much the easier. what was the real difference between four and three though? So the thing is, is that there's good baby dolls and there's bad baby dolls. Ooh. And the bad baby dolls you have to incinerate in the basement. And if you incinerate five, how many? No. Had, no, we had eleven. I think it was like five 10. and eleven are drastically different numbers. <laughs> well, I forgot. I think it's high. It's it, higher. It's like ten or something. Yeah, it's okay. something like that. So ten. You have bad to incinerate baby dolls. ten bad babies in the basement. But as you incinerate them. She gets mad, like and when she yeah, when she gets mad, she gets faster, and that's when she can come kill you. Ooh. If she's not mad, she's actually just shuffling around, and it looks really funny. Well, you know what's even funnier? <laughs> she actually doesn't kill you; she shrinks you to like a baby doll size, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and you can go to the incinerator, and that's how you resurrect yourself. But yeah. the incinerator has to be on, and for it to be on, you have to find wood and a match to mm-hmm. light it. Yeah, exactly. So. You want to burn the bad babies, and then you can make her go from scary to shuffling if you give her a good baby. Right. So basically, it's important to figure out where the good babies are and where the bad babies are. And our what we realized quick was that if you had if you had four people, one person's job is to have a good baby in their hands at all times, and then the other three people can all have bad babies. And so if she starts going crazy and chasing you. The good baby person goes and gives her a good baby while the three bad baby people go to the basement and burn the bad babies. Okay. So and then the, the other thing and then the other thing we realized too is that if you have a bad baby and put it in the incinerator, it makes her matter quicker. So it is intelligent to batch your bad baby incinerations. <laughs> so we would only incinerate the bad babies. If we had at least three. If we had three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And also... Baby dolls. If she comes... Yeah. Not oh, yeah. Babies. They're not real babies. They are dolls. Also, though, she would... She stole one of the good babies. Like, if she comes up to you and you're just holding it, she'll just take it from you. Even when she's calm. Like, if she's calm, she'll just be like... So I was like, yeah, she'll just take it. Yeah, I'm gonna need to play that game because I unfortunately had to miss out on the the fun festivities of the stream because the <laughs> the dinner that I was gonna be eating it ended up being way later than I expected. <laughs> it's only five dollars, and like the fact that it's getting like free update like stuff. I oh mean, yeah, I it's bought worth it. I'm ready to play. Oh, you did. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, it's well for anyone out there who didn't get it, it's totally worth the five bucks. It's a ton of fun to play with friends. And there's also a game mode where you're playing against each other. So. Oh, yeah. We didn't even play that. No, because we wanted to. We're like, no, let's just try it. And, yeah, you have to find, like, the keys to, like, get into all the different rooms and then to find the, all the bad babies and release them. Yeah, you release them in the attic. It's yeah. frightening. And this the thing sounds is, very entertaining. I'm going to have it, to play this. It definitely is entertaining. All right. Well, you guys can Sherpa me through. Well, yeah, we'll Sherpa. The thing with the keys is it's not like a shared inventory where if one person has, let's say, the basement key, then everyone can get into the basement. The person with the key is the only one that can open those doors. Okay. <laughs> so that was like a little stressful, but it's a lot of fun. I had a good time. It was very scary. Nice. Indie Spotlight is Pacify. It's on Steam. It came out February 22nd, $5 by Sean Hitchcock is the publisher, I think, or developer. He's the developer. One of them. But he's a one-man team. Sean. All Sean. Well done. And he's giving some free updates with new maps and monsters, so look out for those. 
that's fantastic. In the future. As a little caveat or a little addition, I guess you could say, to the indie spotlight, I kind of want to mention because this will be coming out the day before PAX East kicks off and a lot of people might be listening to this, you know, while PAX East is going on. Just wanted to kind of give a heads up that we are going to be going hands-on with a, a good amount of indie games over the next few days of PAX East. So I kind of wanted to just like put it out there now of some of the ones that we're going to play so you can expect hopefully some interviews, but definitely some written content. And we'll be talking about these games on the podcast uh, where we recap PAX East for sure. So be on the lookout. We're checking out the, the new Messenger DLC. I'm very excited about this. Picnic Panic. It'll be coming out this summer, so we're going to get to sit down and play that. I'm going to get to check out Falcon Age, which is a lovely game where it's going to be VR and regular, where it's like the artistic style is fantastic, so I'm looking forward to that. One of the ones I'm really excited for, this one called The Inner Friend, where it's kind of a psychological game that builds on mind-bending puzzles as opposed to like actually giving you story with dialogue or text. There's actually no story through dialogue or text. It's all through like the world-building and it's based off of like the works of Carl Jung and Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> so oh, <God. laughs> it's let me read like this little description here of it. It's fantastic. Inspired by the works of psychologist Carl Jung and the filmography of Stanley Kubrick, the inner friend dives deep into the subconscious to unearth gruesome beings that have materialized to wreak havoc on the mind. So sign me up. I'm very interested in seeing this. And one other one I wanted to kind of throw out there is Super Chrome. So you guys might remember that back in September when I went to FigFest in Boston, I got to actually talk to Josh, who was the creator behind Super Chrome. So they're actually going to be at PAX East. We're going to get to catch up with them, see what how the progress has been, and hopefully get to talk to them again. So I'm excited to see you know how far that game has come in you know, about six or seven months at this point. So pretty cool to see that they made it out there because i know i know from talking to them in september they're just a two-man team so another one of those kind of cool little stories um so Uh we got a lot of fun things planned for packs and one of my favorite ones saturday gonna go check out bus simulator so (laughs) see (laughs) we'll see how bus simulator goes i'm down i'm so excited for that one there's a there's a lot we got destiny sword we got bless unleashed necrosphere the forgotten city we're going to play the new Toe Jam and Earl. That'll be fun. So many games. And then those are just like the ones we already have lined up. I don't even know all the other ones we're going to get a chance to, to play as we go along. But it's going to be a lot of fun. So look forward to us commenting on all the stuff that we play, whether it be in the articles on plusoneplayer.com. We'll talk about it on the podcast. And hopefully we'll have a good handful of interviews with the people who are creating these masterpieces. Nice. Nice. Awesome. Well, let's close out the show, Steven. I shall With close out the show. Appreciation station. It is appreciation station time. So it is the last episode of the month, which means it's Patreon supporter shout out time. So as always, thank you so much to Alex Mill, Corey Porter, Darren Simmons Jr., David Campos, Derek Hauser, Ernesto Martinez, Evil Tim, Greg Kearney, Liz Rodriguez, Matua Antoine. Merovingian, Nerdiest Brands, Rianne Molesky, Remy Archibald, Richard Bresnahan, a.k.a. Toot, 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 Sandra, Tambo, Taryn, The Better One, Martinez, The Hashtagonist, Vincent Thomas, and of course, the one and only, FaZe. Thank you all so much for your support month in and month out. You guys mean the absolute world to us. We're able to do these cool things and try new material like we'll do at PAX East. Hopefully people actually do want to talk to us. 
But hey, we got a media pass, so they gotta. And that's because of you. We wouldn't be here without all your support. We really appreciate everything that you guys do for us month in and month out. We love how you share all our stuff on social media. And we love you guys being a part of the Discord community and the community in general. So thank you so much. And of course, if any of you folks want to be part of this amazing group, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player. And if you're feeling generous, like I mentioned at the start of the show, throw us a buck or two because every dollar you throw us will go right back to the show to make it the best it could possibly be. And so it's time to wind down episode 72. And if you've enjoyed this or any of the other episodes we've produced, head on over to whatever podcast service you're listening to us on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, whatever it is, leave us a like, leave us a review, subscribe to us. It goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. And so episode 72 is coming to a close. We hope that you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon. Next season of Stranger Things calling it not gonna be good oh jeez really <laughs> you are such a miserable man <laughs> i know i'm just saying just so, um as you just like you were just saying you're like imagine i get super sick right before back jeez <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>